You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid. And today, I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Daniel Raz. Now, he has been in-person um, fitness trainer, but now he is moving online to help the masses and help a lot more people. And so he wants to help um, individuals build confidence, build their own businesses, but also get in the best shape of their life. So I'm excited to have him on the show. So without further ado, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me. Of course. Um, I know your your journey started um, with you buying tons and tons of like fitness courses, right? So tell us about how you got into this realm. Right. So as a kid, from ages 6 to 12, I would consider myself the most unhealthy kid there was. If it wasn't chicken nuggets from McDonald's or hot chocolate, I did not consume it. Every time my family and I went to any restaurant, they always had to bring a McDonald's bag. Otherwise, I would not eat anything the entire day. So that was who I am as a kid. And for that reason, I believe that anybody can expand the taste buds. Be like, I'm addicted to junk food. I'm like, cool. I was too. It's possible to change it. Mm-hmm. Around the age of 12, I started playing basketball. And my brother convinced me that if I wanted to improve, then I had to start eating healthier, which is basically anything except what I was eating. So I slowly started trying new foods. And I got really into you know nutrition, working out and all of that. So by the age of 18, before I graduated high school, I decided, okay, I want to become a physiotherapist because uh, I felt like that was an enticing career. I went to university in British Columbia in Canada. I'm from Israel originally, by the way, mm-hmm. and I grew up in China. So all over the world. But after my second year of university, I um, decided I was way more into the personal training side because that's what made me more confident. And 2020, everything shut down. So I said, okay, I have to know how to train myself to become more fit, train myself, and then decided, be like, let's try this online thing. And that's what I'm doing full time right now. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. It's always nice when the personal story births a whole new business idea, right? So like oh, yeah. you find ways to help other people. Uh, let's talk about what, how, you know, out of that necessity, you find your purpose. Like what does that, how does that feel for you to be able to help so many? Right. The beautiful thing about it is you get compliments that you've never gotten in your life before from people that a few months ago were strangers. So I just think it's a really cool idea that I can post something online. People like my post. I message them, be like, hey, do you need help? They say yes. I get them on a call, be like, hey, what do you need help with? This, this, and this. This is what my program offers. Cool. A couple of months later, they get the results. Mm-hmm. And it's even better when they're skeptical, be like, oh no, like I'm not sure about this online thing. And then a few months later, like, oh, this is the best decision I've ever made. That feels really good. And that's why, even though if you're in an online space for any reasonable amount of time, you're going to get a lot of hate from random people for no reason, people that don't mm-hmm. know you, but you're able to easily push through because you know the compliments and the rewards from the few people that you do manage to help. 
Yeah, yes, it's worth it. The reward is much more worth it than the the critics or the hate oh, yeah. that, that comes. That is an inevitable, right? And how do you, when faced with that, how do you manage it effectively? It hasn't bothered me too much at all because I've only, first of all, who are the type of people to hate on you, right? Not people that you admire in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And it's just words on a screen to me, right? I've never had somebody in person tell me that what I was doing wasn't good because people, they get on a call, want my help. They lack what I do. They lack what I provide. And they want to seek help and see how I can, you know, improve their lives, right? So it's not like I have people in person saying I'm bad or anything like that. So <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's far. It's, it's not too close by. Um, yeah. So um, tell us about what, how um, the things, how you help your clients with the things you help your clients with. Right. So my whole slogan is helping busy individuals lose 30 pounds without going to the gym because I feel that a lot of times the people that don't enjoy going to the gym are the people that need the most help, right? They might be super overweight and feel anxious or intimidated to go to the gym. And in 2020, when everything shut down, I realized that you don't need to go to the gym. You just need to know what to do. I believe that Gordon Ramsay, the chef, can make a better meal than with one pan than the average person can with five pans. <laughs> because it's not about how much equipment you have. It's about knowing how to use the equipment that you do have. The best equipment is your own body weight. Because your muscles only know tension. They don't know if it's bands or dumbbells or push-ups. As long as you're providing enough tension consistently, then you'll see muscle growth, you'll be, be able to lose fat. So that's the approach I take in regards to workouts. And in regards to nutrition, I don't believe in giving my clients a strict meal plan saying, you have to eat this, you can't eat that. What I do is I tell them to list out all the foods that they enjoy eating. And just right now when you heard, everybody that's listening can just think about all the foods you enjoy eating and then think about what's also healthy and make that the majority of your meal plan. So everything that's healthy and everything that's tasty, that's like 80% of your meal plan. Then I say 10% eat what you want. Obviously, people like to cheat every once in a while, have the donut, whatever. And then 10% is try new healthy foods because there's so many foods that are healthy and tasty, but we didn't know that they're tasty because we've never tried them. So once a month, once every couple of weeks, go to a new restaurant that you've and try like new exquisite cuisine or try like a new vegetable or fish that you've fished that you've never tried before. Because overall, I believe your diet should be about expanding rather than diminishing your diet. I concur. Yeah. And the rigidity sometimes break us. It makes it hard for us to follow through um, when we just yeah, exactly. abruptly just pull everything out of the menu <laughs> Or, or um, what's big now is intermittent fasting. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah. So that's a restriction within itself. Right. So one of the first things I let my clients know is the difference between principles and individual preferences. Principles are things that work for hundreds of humans, no exceptions. So a principle is if you burn more calories than you consume, you'll lose weight. It doesn't matter what you look like, who you are. This happens hundreds of the time. And individual preference is thing that may work fantastic for others and not for some. So keto is an individual preference. Mm-hmm. Intermittent fasting is an individual preference. 
I say definitely try it out. It may work fantastic. It may not. But try it out. See if it works for you. But definitely get the principles down. And then the individual preferences, see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Tell us about those principles. So, as I said, the first and most important, if you burn more calories than you consume, you will lose weight, right? Nobody mm-hmm. is beyond physics. Nobody is beyond biology. Everybody can lose weight if they follow these principles. Secondly, which a lot of people miss is if you are dehydrated, which most people are, yeah. if you're dehydrated, then you'll store more water weight because your body is in survival mode and wants to store every single little droplet that it does uh, intake because it doesn't want to you know, die from thirst. So if you drink more water, if you're always hydrated, you lose water weight and you won't look or feel as bloated. That's why I always recommend to have a water bottle within arm's reach, mm-hmm. no matter where you go, right? And all the other principles basically fall under, you know, if you burn more calories than you consume, then you lose weight. And the way I help my clients accomplish that is through what I call easy wins. So an easy win, for my definition, is anything that doesn't take a lot of time or effort and move the needle in your favor, so as an example right now, this is a standing desk. I'm standing. I'm going to do the call anyways. Might as well burn a few extra calories. Every time I'm on a phone call, I'm never sitting. I'm always moving and walking. At this point, subconscious just because mm-hmm. it just helps me, right? Another easy win can be to improve the quality of your sleep, right? Everyone here sleeps, hopefully. And some people uh, don't have the time to you know, sleep an extra two or three hours, right? But everybody can improve the quality of the sleep. And that way it doesn't take time, doesn't take effort and still moves the needle in the favor. Yeah, that is well put. You're sleeping and a lot of people um, attest to the morning routine starting the night before because if you get the quality sleep, as you say, it's not, it doesn't have to be 15 hours, but if you get good quality, six, eight hours of sleep, then you're, you're energized and you, it's easier for you to start the, the morning routine and start your day. And I'm, I'm curious to hear about your morning routine and I'm sure hydration is one of them because it, it's really imperative to get rid of the brain fog by hydrating first thing in the morning. So let's jump into yours. How do you get up, dress up and show up? Definitely. And real quick, I just want to say, I love the name of the podcast. So clever. <laughs> Best morning routine ever. Uh, I was going to ask before I answer mine, how did you come up with that name? I was in the shower. I was, I was trying very hard to come up with a, with the title, but I'm from, we're in California and I'm always like mimicking Valley girls, like ever best day ever, (laughs) (laughs) the most fun ever. And then I was like, all right, best morning routine ever. And, but we never really pronounce it that way, but that was the idea behind it to actually get that, that uppity, um, happy, vibrant, um, vibe around it. And also, you know, my best morning routine ever is personal. Your best morning ever is personal yeah. because it's yours and it's tailored to like how it helps you to show up in your life. So it, 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 it does fit very well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> of course, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And my favorite part about that is the routine because I'm sure all of us would have a great morning if we went to a restaurant and gave all our money to people and bought everyone lunch, right? But that's not sustainable, right? It's all about a routine. And everything with exercise and nutrition is about a routine. If you can't do a diet for a decade, don't do it for a day, right? The routine is super important. To answer the question you just asked, um, as soon as I wake up, 
I um, get dressed because I sleep naked. It helps me sleep better that way. Highly recommend to everyone who tries it. Yeah. Right. I drink a full um, bottle of water. Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. squat down and I jump up and I say, I believe something wonderful is going to happen to me today. I read it, that in a book a while ago since I was like 17, like um, like a long time ago. And ever since, I, that's outside every morning. I force myself to smile for three seconds. Then yeah. I spin to the bathroom because I have to pee from all the water I drink from the night before. Um, go to the bathroom. And then I either meditate or the journal. And then I just start walking. Oh, okay. Very nice. So your workout is not even in the morning. You do that later on. Yeah, just because for me... I would say it's good to work out first in the morning if that's like the most difficult part of your day, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, eat the frog first, the most difficult part first. But for me at this point, it's not the most difficult part of what I do in my daily life because I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. The most difficult part is, you know, just creating content and things like that. So that's what I do at the beginning. Then working out is almost like a break from the screen for me. So that's yeah. how I utilize it. That Yeah, that is great. And yeah, those are essential, like working out, meditating, journaling, gratitude journal, right? I have a um, I am grateful journal that I do every morning. It's just listing three things, but that's powerful because it just makes you a magnet for more things to be grateful for. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. One of my favorite exercises to illustrate that is many people who are listening are probably driving, but if you're not, do an experiment real quick and look around your room and find everything that's blue for five seconds. Look everything that's blue without stopping. Now close your eyes. Tell me everything in the room that was yellow. Hmm. Probably hard for you to figure out, but if you open your eyes, you figure out all the things that are yellow that you missed that you didn't even think about. And that's a quick illustration to demonstrate that you find exactly what you're looking for. No more, no less. So that can be positive, that can be negative, your choice, whatever you look for intentionally, that's what you'll find. So you have to set your intentions. I love that. I love that analogy, that that example, looking for something blue and then open your eyes and you know, tell me all the yellow things. That really is powerful because it stands out because you what you focus on grows. You, what you seek is seeking you, right? Like you pay attention to those things that you are focusing on or that you are setting those intentions. And so how important do you find it to stay optimistic, right? Being positive and kind of seeing the, the, the glass half full because then your situation starts to morph, to become, to improve. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite questions that I ask myself, and the reason why it's important to ask yourself questions is because you will answer whatever questions you ask yourself. So ask yourself better quality questions, you have a better quality of life. So one of them, my favorite questions to ask myself is, what will future be, what will future me be proud of? Right. So that can be in both actions and mindset. Be like, I'm feeling this way. Be like, okay, how will future me be proud of me looking at a certain thing? What action would future me be proud of? Because future mm-hmm. you wants the best for you for present right. you right now. Right. right. So that's the best person to ask when you're not sure what to go about it. Because that's the only person that has completely pure intentions, no agenda, and really wants the best for you. So Really ask that as often as you can, because deep down, a lot of people know what they need to do, but it's difficult, might be uncomfortable in the situation. They're not willing to sacrifice delayed gratification for what they ultimately want, just because it's comfortable right now. But you're setting up future you for disappointment 
And I don't think future you would be too happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it that you do a lot of mindset shift with the clients that you see a lot of mindset work, like setting up a morning routine, although, you know, they're, you, you're there in a fitness program, you are setting them up mm-hmm. to for success mentally, you know, getting medit starting to meditate, starting to get a gratitude journal going, like how, how much of that, what percentage of that happens with your client? Yeah. Mindset is definitely huge. One of the first things that I tell my clients is like, you are an athlete and not only are you an athlete, you're also a superhero at the very start of the movie when nothing is going for you, when everything is going to hell, everything is super difficult and you're going to face endless obstacles. But the more obstacles, the better the movie. Imagine if you had you go within a week. Well, that's not a good movie. You, you won't watch that movie, right? So you're an athlete. Always ask yourself, what would an athlete do? What would an athlete eat? What would an athlete do if they don't know what to do? Well, they'll hire a coach and ask them what to do, right? And you're also a superhero. Every time an obstacle comes, every time somebody says something mean, there's villains around, there's so many things that you don't know how to overcome. Fantastic. That makes the movie better. And when you do rise on top, that's a good movie to watch. So having that mindset is really important because... If you view yourself as a superhero, then all the struggle starts to make sense. You're like, oh, of course, this is going to make the movie better. That's why it's happening. Yeah, I, I do like the way you, you phrase that. Um, tell us about um, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? So my website is danielrazfit.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-I-Z-F-I-T.com. I am most active on Twitter. And I swear it's not just politics and people yelling at each other there's also a good side there's a fitness side there's many positive inspirational people on twitter so my twitter is daniel Raz underscore fit and a while ago i used to post on instagram i don't anymore just because i want to double down what's working best for me but if you do want to check a few videos that i made it's daniel Raz fit at daniel Raz fit yeah, well put. There's tons and tons of video because you're now transitioning to the online space. And so you're working with clients and one-on-one, but also providing that um, online experience. Yeah. Daniel, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for joining us. It's all for this. Amazing. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.